welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Traveling Eggs, Woo! the podcast where we talk about our traveling disasters. I'm Marie. And I'm Fergus. And welcome back to our second episode featuring Barcelona. Woo! First of all, we'd like to thank everybody for turning in again, everybody for giving us amazing feedback for giving us all the love and for listening last week. And yeah, can I actually say, yeah. I was I was at work on Monday when we released the first episode, and obviously I was super busy with work, but I was so overwhelmed with the amount of people that had listened, first of all, and then the amount of people that gave us such positive feedback, and they were all like super excited for the next episode. So thank you so much. You guys are the best. We love you. Biggest fans. Big fans. <laughs> Um, right, so as we said, uh, this week is all about Barcelona, which is a trip that I actually took with a few of my friends uh, back in 2017, summer of 2017, just before first year of uni. Do you want to explain the egg dish of the week to us? Yes, let's do it. Amazing. Okay, so the egg dish this week, if you haven't seen, is pisto con huevo. And this, to be basic to explain, is kind of like a ratatouille with a fried egg. So... You know, in case you want to know what exactly is involved, it's a mix of zucchini, tomato, onion, potato and bell pepper all stewed together. And then there's a fried egg laid on the top. Little recipe for you, our little listeners. Yeah, give it a go yourselves. Travelling eggs, providing you with <laughs> all the recipes and travelling tips you could ask for. Exactly. What more could you want? A good way to start your week. Exactly. Okay, so <laughs> now I feel like it's time to get straight into... The travel disaster stories for this week. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> now, there are very many that's, that happened in <laughs> as Barcelona. Always. As always. Go so, um, I'm just going to make it clear. So, this was the summer before uni, 2017. Me and three of my friends decided to take a trip to Barcelona. Just finished um, high school. Yeah, just finished high school. Was it your decision to make it a high school leaving kind of trip first time like last time partying before uni starts it was yeah it was kind of like that because our main aim when we wanted to go to Barcelona was more sort of to explore the different clubs and beaches and everything um we were only there for about five or six days so um we were just trying to make the most of the different clubs obviously go to the beach every day things like that cute yeah so just to explain a bit of context about the trip so yeah as I said I went with three of my friends um one of which was my one of my absolute favorite people in the world Georgina shout, shout out, out to, to you, you. <laughs> Georgina what a legend love you lots um she's gonna feature quite a lot in this story as well <laughs> the two other people I went with I I, I'm, I'm going to not be using their real names <laughs> to protect their identities just because of, well, you'll hear. But thank you for providing us with disaster stories, people. Yeah, thank you very much. So for now, we'll call... There was another guy who came, and we're going to call him... Philip. Philip. We're going to call him Philip. And the other girl who came, we are going to call Sophie, is what I thought. Which is my second name, by oh, the way, funnily you go. enough. So Georgina, Sophie, and Philip. Um, three of my absolute favorite people in the world all decided to take this trip to Barcelona. This was in August. Um, it was around the time of A-level results, which will also come up later. Ooh. Okay. God, so throwbacks. Oh, throwbacks. Dear. So oh. first of all, as I said, our main focus for Barcelona <laughs> was 
Wow. <laughs> not cultural sightseeing. Not, it was not cultural sightseeing. Wow. I had been to Barcelona before, so had Philip. Um, oh, have I, you? I think we'd actually gone together on a music trip when we were younger oh, in school. Right. Um, did you do some sightseeing back then? We did. We did something right. a bit more cultural. <laughs> but this time we were all 18 and we were like, oh, it's like right before uni, like we're 18. It's that kind of young, stupid age. Because <laughs> <laughs> now we're so much. Now we're super old. <laughs> I mean, can I just say, in my soul, I'm 80. Yeah. I mean, we are, just to make it clear, well, I'm 20, Maria's 21. um, But in our souls, we're grandmas, really. I really am. Um, (laughs) So... We decided, you know, let's go to Barcelona. Um, and one of the main interests we wanted to do was explore all the different clubs that they have, because obviously Barcelona is quite well known for clubbing. Um, and also for the beaches, there was one in particular, which I'll be telling you a bit about later. Right. So the first little inconvenience, this wasn't exactly a disaster, but it was the beginning of the end, let's say. <laughs> it foreshadowed it all. It foreshadowed that the rest of the trip, of course, was going to go... <laughs> um, so the first thing was... We arrived first night, an amazing Airbnb, so lovely, great colour scheme. It was about a 40-minute taxi ride from the airport in quite central Barcelona. Sweet. We How were, big was the Airbnb? It was so it was two double bedrooms, um, a kitchen, which was also a living room, and a mm. bathroom. Um, it was really nice, not even too expensive. Um, so I shared a room with Philip and Georgina shared a room with Sophie. Right. Um, and that was really good because also Sophie and uh, Georgina, they'd met before, but they weren't like super close. So this was mm. a way to get them really close as well. Did you get friends together or how did you decide yeah, to go so in this group? I basically had the idea that me and Georgina were both like, right, I suggested it to Georgina. And then she was like, yeah, let's, you know, get two of our really good friends to come. So ah. I thought, well, you've, you've met Philip and Sophie before. You get on really well with them. Let's do that. So Philip and Sophie were both your friends. Yeah, like, everyone was my friends, basically. Right. Um because yeah. you're just a center of attention, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we, we we got ready to go out on the first night. Um, right. I think the first club that we decided to go to was this one called Otto Zutz. This mm. was, again, quite near our flat. It's quite central Barcelona. Um, and so, you know, we got ready, like had some pre's, took some, you know, first selfies of the trip, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and we headed out to the club. We got near the club. And we were about to go in (laughs) when fucking Georgina or Sophie, whichever one said it first, um, was like, I forgot my ID. God. I can't believe that is... That's the main thing. You remember. Did you not learn from this? I'm not even joking. Yes, exactly. Do always have your ID. Why? Literally, it's the main thing. I don't think I've ever forgot my... Well, (laughs) well, if you listen to week one, I I forgot my ID then. To Um, everyone... Being confused, go listen to the Amsterdam episode. Oh, Ugh, don't just, let's not ruin it. God, <laughs> but you go listen if you want to hear a fun story there. Oh my God, um, it's just really your theme, isn't it? It's. I should just give you one of those little like bands that you can hang around your neck and like put your ID in there and your passport. I as well. honestly should do that. I um, feel like you should. So we got to the club and I think it was Sophie was like, oh, "Fergus, I forgot my ID," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." I was kind of like, for fuck's sake. But I was also like, you know what? I'm not going to be angry about this. Um, and then, <laughs> turns out, Georgina had also forgotten her ID. And well, she was like... May- at least Sophie wasn't alone. At least Sophie wasn't alone. So Georgina was like, oh, I've also forgotten my ID. So me and uh, Philip were like, right. Well, guess guess we can't go in. Um, so we were. I was a bit annoyed, but I was also a bit like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Like, we can still just find something else to do. There's no point, like, worrying about it. 
So there was a bar really nearby. And they uh, didn't check for IDs there, like if no, you to get drinks. No, uh, top tip, go to Barcelona. If they don't let you into the clubs, most bars do not check ID. Did they have a dance floor there as well? Because some no. bars have a dance floor, you know? Yeah, no, this one didn't. It was more like just a bar. It was very, very packed, though. So I feel like it was it was a really good vibe. Was it good? Was it, it nice? It was so nice. Um, mm. It was it was right next to Otto Zutz as well. So I guess mm. like that would be a good place to pre as well, if you have enough money. Um, <laughs> was it the parties sort of area of Barcelona? The or? clubs are kind of spread out. This wasn't the main party area. Right. The main party area is where Opium was. Opium mm. is a super famous Barcelona Good name, club. by the way. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. And so we went to this bar and we were like, right, let's just get some drinks here. It would be just as fun. And it was really fun. You remember the, what drinks you had? Yes, I actually remember. The, the, the drink I had was a Red Bull vodka. Because <laughs> at this time, this was like... This was around the time where I was always drinking Red Bull vodka. I don't. I never drink it anymore just because. Just because you should not. Very good. Honestly, Applause. you should not. PSA, you shouldn't. PSA, Applause. do not drink too. Well, don't drink any if you can help it. If if you really have to, just have one. Okay, <laughs> because it's not good for you. Um, it so, also doesn't taste too great. I think. I think it tastes great, but no, <laughs> do not do it. Um, so I got a Red Bull vodka. I asked, I think I, oh, I remember, oh, oh. my God. Oh. I asked for a double Red Bull vodka. Uh -huh. And because it was so loud, they took that to mean I wanted two double Red Bull vodkas. Oh, so, no. So no well, you say, oh, no. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh. So, they, so they gave you so like they gave four, me two, four shots. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they do not serve singles, doubles. They serve like quadruples so <laughs> i basically had eight shots worth of vodka and red bull the glass was basically clear because there was so much vodka and only a little bit of red bull oh god which was honestly kind of i kind of love that about barcelona that this is the thing about european cities they give you such strong mixes can i just say that yeah. foreshadows prague i'm not gonna oh. spoiler prague future story strong drinks it's one of the main things I remember about Prague. So do stay tuned for that story later on. But go on. Amazing. Um, okay, so we all got, you know, these quite strong drinks from this bar. And obviously, you know, that meant we got kind of drunk. And we all decided, you know what would be a great idea? We were all single at this time. So we were like, <laughs> you know what would be a great idea? Just before uni. Just before uni. The Get perfect time. Get some action time. on. Get some action on. <laughs> so we were like, let's all download some <laughs> dating apps <laughs> you say dating apps. <laughs> shut up <laughs> we downloaded some dating apps so we all got tinder um and we were all just looking through long-term dating app okay stop <laughs> <laughs> we got some long-term dating apps and uh we were just looking through like basically trying to find dates or drinks with someone or whatever just because we were like oh why not you know we're in barcelona and spanish people are quite attractive you know we love we love spanish people you and just all... put me in the mood for that really <laughs> yeah, I, know. I just want to do that right oh, now not gonna lie we love them oh my god anyway <laughs> dream <laughs> literally um oh my god. but yeah so and i think all four of us who were on that trip basically felt yeah <laughs> felt had the same opinion Enticed. so yeah so we were looking for like mm -hmm. dates to do um and obviously like the most easy way to do this was just like get some online dating apps yeah. you know like tinder yeah. stuff like that so we decided to all do this and we were all uh like got these apps and just looked through everyone's matches or people that they were like yeah this person's quite nice maybe we can arrange a date with this person um and we were just like <laughs> looking through kind of like rating yeah. each other's dates and whatever yeah. um and eventually i found someone um and we were like yeah like why not go for this person so i decided mm. to do that yeah. um 
And so like we were all chatting for a bit and I was like, right, um, I'm going to like meet up with this person because we like messaged and we decided to meet up. So we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so yeah, so basically like I went to his and then um, we, we just like had a little encounter. And then basically yeah. afterwards, um, I basically ended up, let's say, having to go back home by myself mm-hmm. in the middle of the oh night. Which, bear in mind, the journey to get to this person's house <clears throat> took a half hour walk. Love that. Um, and it was already quite late. Was it in a safe area of Boston? It was, uh, for, I mean, from what I could tell, yeah. Okay, like, I, I didn't get mugged or anything. I, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Like, as, in, as in, like, so, yeah, I would say, yeah. So it was kind of, you know how Chelsea is obviously super safe. Oh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like that, but, but it was, I was, yeah, no, nothing happened to me. Okay. Um, and it was fine. It was okay. just a bother because, like, I had yeah. a half hour walk there and then a half hour walk. And I'm not going to lie, it kind of is a bit shit well it's a bit dangerous because it's a new city that i know in, so. i mean i had been to barcelona before i think but yeah mm. um so it was like a half hour walk back again which was just more inconvenient than anything was there not an uber or anything you could have called <sighs> i don't think so i don't think i even knew like what uber was <laughs> at this point <laughs> i mean i was 18 I so maybe that. i should have known i don't know did your phone um, have any battery left my phone had a bit but it was oh. like starting to die so I was like, I'd better find my way home quickly and hopefully make it back. Love. Um, so that was quite inconvenient. Yeah. Um, and basically what I would say on this note is if you if anyone is going to go on dates and things like that, just always make sure it's safe. Yeah. Don't do anything irresponsible. Of course. Just be careful with what you're doing. Of course. Make sure, of course, it's consensual, especially yeah. if, you know, it's um, happens out of you exactly. know, spontaneously. Of course, yeah, make like sure- this was. Make sure that it definitely is always consensual, even if the person tries to be like, mm, yeah, no, it's fine. No, 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 no. Make sure it actually yeah, yeah. is really consensual. Exactly. And not just in a way that they say, oh, well, yeah, I can be bothered. No, they actually yeah. want this and are okay with this. Exactly. And because just make sure. Si- because Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. Silence does not mean yes. Yeah, true. You exactly. know, so um, so yeah, I would say obviously if you're going to do something like this as well, just I mean, I would just say if you're going to go on a date with yeah. someone who you don't know, yeah, which is fairly common nowadays, of course, <laughs> just be safe. Maybe yeah. even like tell someone where you're going. Yeah, you know that's True. always good. Um, maybe even like have them come along and sit somewhere else. <laughs> if if it's, it's a so if funny. it's like a drinks or like dinner or something like that, rather than yeah. like an encounter, as it, it really were, is. then. Yeah, they could always sit somewhere else in the cafe. Yeah, it, it's quite funny that you actually offered to do this for me. I, I thought mm. it was, was a bother. I love that you like wanted to do this. Yeah, I, I would love to. I think it's really cool. I would love to do that for some, like for you. Or yeah, for I think it would be so interesting. Exactly. And then also safe. So exactly. bonus. Also, what I wanted to say, because I said this before, also make sure to not talk someone into making it consensual. So don't ask mm. so much that the person thinks, oh, actually you're trying to convince me yeah. maybe I'm talked into. They need to be comfortable. Exactly. So also don't try to get them into yeah, it, you know? Exactly. Um that actually on this note reminds me of something I saw on the internet the other day. I it's been around for like a while, but okay. apparently it's 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 um a tactic in a bar where it's called Oh yeah. <clears throat> right, where it's called Ask for Angela. And it's basically if you're in a well, in, in a bar or in a restaurant that has a bar or something and you're with someone and you don't feel comfortable and you just feel that something is off and that you wouldn't be safe saying that, you wouldn't be safe going home with this person, you wouldn't be safe with this person anymore, you go to the bar and you ask for Angela or you ask if Angela is there 
And this is a code that barkeepers know that they call you a cab home mm. and that they take care of you. And it's like all subtle. Exactly. Like, like they're, they're going to make, they know, exactly. they know the situation. Which is really, really cool. Which, so use that. Which I find really, really mm. amazing. I've never tried that myself. No, neither have I. But Luckily, I never have to. to. Yeah. Exactly. I was but if say. so, I hope it would work. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. yeah so. I think even if, I don't know. I mean, even if they're not in on it, if you, if someone just asks for like a random person and you just look at them and you see they're a bit flustered, maybe you can just put one, two and two together and you think, oh, okay, maybe just, mm. they just, you know, yeah. need a bit of help. Exactly. So yeah, make sure. So that's that. good. A good bit of bonus info for you. Exactly. Stay safe out there. Exactly. Everyone. Um, Have fun, but stay safe. Yeah, stay safe. Yeah. So basically, just yeah. to finish off this little thing, <laughs> this little story. A um, little disaster. A little disaster. So after my encounter, yeah, I had to walk home like alone at like 2 a.m. for half an hour Love. to get home. I did manage to make it home um, and then eventually went into my apartment and there I was, home and home and content. <laughs> So I got home and I had to basically sneak around the apartment because everyone was asleep and it was very quiet and dark and I could not see where I was going. <laughs> and me and Philip were sharing a double bed in the bedroom and I went in sneakily, tried to, you know, sneakily get ready for bed, get into the bed. And then I realized as I was laying down that my side of the bed had broken oh, and when I laid did you do was that the first or second night in Barcelona this was the I don't know if this was I think this was still the first night huh. might have been the second night how did that go on did you just keep sleeping on the no couch or... <laughs> it, no I did not because so basically I I got into the bed and the bed was broken to the point where my side had basically broken almost like a downhill type shape so if I tried to <laughs> everything sleep there, just went downhill from there. everything went downhill so <laughs> Sorry, I so I was kind of rolling down the bed like, <laughs> and it was so uncomfortable and I was like well I can't sleep like this no one was awake and I was like well I'm really bored so I got up and I was like I'm glad you were bored well, out of all the things you well, were bored I was bored and uncomfortable and I was like I can't talk to anyone because they're all asleep so I, what am I going to do so I got up from the bed go back to the guy go back to the guy no you would not want to see me um I got up from the bed I grabbed I think like a thin blanket from the bed because uh Philip had the the duvet so I grabbed the blanket, took it out to the kitchen with me and just lay down on the sofa, which was not that comfortable. Um, so I lay down and I tried to get to sleep. I couldn't really because it was so uncomfy. Um, and then the next day, I think it was Georgina came into the kitchen quite early because it was A-level results day. Oh, oh, woo! oh what a horrible, tense time, honestly. Oh, I do and not want to go back to that. This was a very tense hour of my life. Oh. <laughs> okay. This next hour, I was I was basically thinking, <laughs> well, I'm not going to get into uni. <laughs> because one, I was just nervous about my A-level results. And also, Georgina comes in. Philip comes in at some point, And so does Sophie. Sophie um, actually wasn't at uni at this point. She was still doing A-levels. Um, but the, the, the other three of us were mm. all very anxious, you know, about our results. Obviously. So Philip, me and Georgina were like, right, our results are in. Let's have a check. I don't actually know if Philip's were in, but me and Georgina's definitely Did were. Did you just see them? Because <clears throat> I took different eye levels, like obviously, apart from the British ones. Did you just see them on your school's website or where did you yeah, check them? Yeah, um, I think it was on the school's website. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, I think it must have been. Mm -hmm. So we logged in and we looked. To get into the university, which I am now at, Woo! Which we are currently in at the where moment. Where we met. Where we met. This is Woo! how it all brought us together. <laughs> yeah. Then I had to get, well, my, f no. So to get into this uni, I had to get 
two, no, one B and two Cs, which isn't that difficult, really. Like, it's within my range, let's say, <laughs> uh, considering I was predicted something like three Bs or one A and two Bs. Um, so to get into this uni, I need to get one B, two Cs. And what did I get? Three Cs. <laughs> I got three Cs. Yeah. And at this point, we had our results. Oh. But... UCAS had not revealed whether we'd got into our universities yet, which we did not find out for to another hour. To be fair, hour. your results wasn't, they weren't completely your fault. Neither were no, mine. No, this is true, they weren't. We're not going to get into that. Yeah. They weren't completely my fault, so that's fair. Neither were mine. I got better results than that, but I would have still gotten better ones if it hadn't been for my school. Exactly. So. It's, yeah, but it's fine. Still, we still here. got in, so it does not we're matter. We're doing this podcast for you, so it means we were successful. It means we're good. So I, yeah, so we got the, the results and I was basically... Georgina got really great results and was 100% into her uni. Mm -hmm. So well done, Georgina. You did good. I, however, was had a dropped grade to what I needed. And I was then walking around the kitchen just like, I'm not going to get in to uni. I'm not going to get in. And an hour passed and I really tensely, shakily logged into my uh, laptop or whatever I was using. Went on to UCAS and was like, oh. And then... <laughs> And then um, the first thing I saw was that I had not been accepted oh, really? into into my first choice. Oh, right. Because to get into my first choice, I needed two A's and a B. Mm -hmm. South <laughs> Bank, where we are at the moment, was my um, was my second choice, mm -hmm. which part of me was like, I kind of wish, I kind of hope I don't get into my first choice because then I don't need to make the decision, you know. Um, Fair enough. And also, I really loved the vibe of South Bank. So basically, I saw I didn't get into Kings and I was like, ah. <laughs> No, I'm not going to be accepted to anywhere. And then I saw that I had been accepted into South Bank. And I was so happy, so relieved. Called up my mom and was like, Mom, I did it. I got it. This oh. is the whole thing, the situation that happened. She was super happy. My dad oh. was super happy. It was great. A great morning. Philip had also got into his university. Amazing. <sighs> what a great morning. Such a relief. We'd all got into uni. See, and it all came out well in the it end. It all came out well. Until. God. Oh, oh God. So we decided, let's go celebrate, like go to the beach for the day. So we went to this beach. Uh, it's called Barceloneta. Uh, it's near the, the metro stop, which is also right. called Barceloneta, uh, just for a little future reference. And we went on the beach and they, you know, we got some mojitos because they, they sell mojitos on the beach. How nice is that? I know. So nice. A beach where you can get mojitos. Yeah, they please. would go around. Sign me up for that. One of our favorite quotes of the trip was they kept going around to every tourist on the beach being like, uh, fresh mojito, sexy price. <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> "Wow, what sexy price?" Great. Um, oh, anyway, to celebrate, we did all get a quote, we did all get a mojito. They were so good, so cold, like during the hot mm -hmm. day, so it was really nice. Um, and we were on the beach having a great time. Went in the sea and everything. We were super happy. Then we left the beach. We got the metro back to our apartment, and as we were walking back to our apartment, suddenly. It popped up on the news that there had been some kind of accident near the beach we were at, like literally on the street corner of the oh beach God. we were at. An accident had happened involving a, a a white van that had like crashed into some people or something. Um, and we were like, oh, like that was close to where we were happening. Like, thank God we weren't involved in that. That's, you know, obviously a scary. bit risky, quite scary. Um, and we got back to our apartment and suddenly we started getting all these messages from people be, like basically messaging all of us being like oh my god are you guys okay and we were like what like what and they were messaging all of us being like guys like you guys are in barcelona right and we were like yeah and they were like well like are you okay 
Um, and we, we were so confused. And we were like, well, yeah, we're fine. Then it popped up on the news, on the TV in our apartment, that the very accident we had just seen pop up on our phone was in fact a terrorist attack that had happened where a guy in a white van had deliberately driven up onto a pavement to basically, you know, drive into and kill all the tourists and like anyone else who was wandering around. So without our knowledge, we had been super close to this terrorist attack without realizing it. And everyone else had realized and it was on the news. Um, so obviously that happened and and we were taken aback, shocked, everything. And, you know, as you would, we decided, well, we need to let our like closest relatives know that we're fine in case they're worrying as well. <laughs> so I... I called my mum. <laughs> I called her up and was like, Mum, like, it's fine. We're okay. There's no need to worry. And my mum was like, what? <laughs> and we were like, well, mum, like, there was the terrorist attack that just happened, like, on the street. We're really near our apartment. And my mum was like, like, what? Like, <laughs> my mum had no idea. So I was calling her up, oh, like, mum, you know, being like, oh, first priority, make sure my mum and dad know that we're safe. And my mum just had no idea. <laughs> And so she she was probably just doing some gardening or something, being like, I think she was actually doing some gardening and she was just there. Meanwhile, this terrorist attack had happened and my mom was just kind of chilling, you know? Um, and so she had no idea until I told her. At least she was not incredibly worried. No, she wasn't. She was obviously, you know, you know, worried like a mom would be, you know, yeah. obviously being like, oh, well, I'm glad you're okay. Well, yeah. Like, thank God you weren't right. involved or anything like that. But she didn't actually know it happened until I told her. Right. Uh, Philip called his mom. Um, and chatted to her about it. Georgina called her mum. You know, they all chatted to their parents. They were all very reassuring. <laughs> Georgina and Philip's parents knew it happened. Um, and then Sophie called her parents. And they, let's say, were more cautious, a bit, just a bit more worried about the whole situation. And this is no exaggeration to the point where they were so worried and so anxious that Sophie's dad actually flew <laughs> from England to Barcelona that like the very next day to pick up Sophie and take her back home. Dedication. This is dedication. I just want to say, so Sophie's dad said this on the phone and it's also because Sophie's mom was really worried. So, you know, I, I get that obviously she was really worried and I completely sympathize. Um, it's one of those things, though, that you hear when the parents are going to say something like, oh, I'm going to fly out and get you and bring you back. But you don't think it's actually going to happen. You, you know, he went all the way. He did that. He 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 followed through. He went all the way, flew out the very next day, um, picked up Sophie and Sophie was taken back home, back to England. And then there was just three of us left. <laughs> so oh, the three people left were obviously me, Georgina and Philip. And so we, you know, obviously our parents were worried about it, but they, they didn't do something like that. Um, my, my mom didn't even know it <laughs> happened. Think of that. The opposites between my <laughs> mom who didn't know it was happening <laughs> compared to Sophie's dad who oh. heroically flew out and got her and took her home. So honestly, <laughs> kudos to him. <laughs> Now, on this note, on the subject of the terrorist attack, I do want to say a couple of serious things. One of them, which I find, and, you know, the rest of us who were there also find quite frustrating. So do I. And Marie as well. And I do just want to say this because I feel like it's quite important, is we were there when the attack happened. Lots of people obviously weren't, like people that we know, people that we have on social media. And yet, 
most of the people, most of the posts we saw on social media were people who weren't even in the city or the country posting things like, oh, so weird. I was in Barcelona like last year. Oh, how weird. Like I could have been there. No, no, you stop victimizing yourself when you were not there. All thoughts should be with the families of the people affected and the people affected by this. The people that were either there or more importantly, the people who actually were affected, the people who, you know, lost their relatives or people that are really close to them. Or people that's, who got hurt. That's who your thoughts should be with. Exactly. Not with how you have been to Barcelona before and so therefore could have briskly, like, nearly been I can't involved. I how attention-seeking no. people are. It's insane. It's, in- it's attention-seeking. Please do not do it. It's just awful. It's awful. And the the four of us who were there, we didn't even post anything like that. Like, yes, obviously it was kind of scary, but we were like, well, we weren't involved. We're super thankful for that. Exactly. So we're not going to post anything saying, oh, we were so near the attack. Could Like, it could have happened to us. No. Instead we, of focusing your attention on posting about being victimized, just focus your thoughts on the people who have affected exactly. by this. We were relieved that we weren't involved. And we were like, right, that's a positive. We weren't involved. Exactly. We didn't post about it. You we should told... be grateful for this. Exactly. exactly. And we were just grateful. And we thought there's no need to post about it. And especially if you're not there, there's no need to post about it unless your thoughts are going out to the victims, not yourself. Exactly. Okay? So that's that. Right. The other thing is, we do just both want to say, me and Marie, that we, uh, like, honestly, just condolences to all of the families that were involved, anyone who lost anyone close in that terrorist attack, because it was obviously such an awful event. And our thoughts honestly go out to anyone who was, you know, involved or lost relatives or anyone who was close to them in that accident. You know, we hope you managed to sort of you know, move on or still manage to live live your life in a positive way. Our thoughts go out to you. So thoughts out to you. Exactly. Um, okay, moving on from that. We decided to, me, Georgina and Philip, go to a club uh, the, the next day. We stayed in on the night of the, the attack, but we decided, you know, let's go out the next day. We're here to club. Let's go. So we went to Otto Zutz, which is the first place that we tried to get in, but people forgot their IDs. So we went to Otto Zutz, really fun club. I I really enjoyed it. It was very big. Um, there was multiple floors. The music was really good. There was one point where a song played. It wasn't a pop song. It was like the Nokia theme tune, but they'd remixed it. So it was like... Amazing, love it. So we had a great time dancing and boogieing to that. Applause to you for that performance. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Wow. Um, a musician. <laughs> it's me. Who is he? <laughs> Who is he? Um and uh, while we were there, as I said, we were all single. And in particular, the person who took advantage of this was Georgina, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so <laughs> we, were, we were just dancing and Georgina spotted a little bit of eye candy. And <laughs> she, I can't actually remember what he looked like. Um, but Georgina went over to him. She, he was clearly interested as well. And they ended up dancing together. Then me and Matthew saw them, you know, eventually having a little kiss, a little smooch. Mm. And we were like, oh, that's clearly gone well. Maybe she'll like bring him back to the flat, something like that. Georgina then <laughs> comes over to us afterwards and is like, my mouth and my lips are covered in saliva and she goes on to say that's when you know a kiss is bad when you need to wipe your mouth because it's covered in saliva it is so disgusting a sloppy mess so do not use too much saliva do not lick Mm -mm. their whole mouth okay stop just a little you know tip from Georgina honestly 
so that was really fun. Obviously, the kiss, not ideal. The next day, we decided to go to this place in, uh, it was it was just outside Barcelona called Sit Jazz. Um, mm. This was a another clubbing central place. It was a bit more sort of LGBT friendly. And we thought, oh, while we're here, why not explore that? Mm. So we went, um, expecting it to be full of like just random fun clubs, you know, really fun. <laughs> I can tell you now it was not. <laughs> fun it, it was, was not fun. it was not well it was kind of funny but oh, it, but cool. the actual clubs we didn't go into any of them because they were filled with disgusting predatory sweaty men mm. in big crowds it was it was literally like predators and we were the prey so Ooh. we ran Jurassic it was party. literally <gasps> you know what it was like Jurassic club quick psa watch what? if you haven't planet earth 2 what because there is a scene <laughs> something i was expecting <laughs> There yeah, is, watch it. That's really good. Watch it. It's amazing. Um, there is a scene where a lizard is running away. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there is a scene where there is a lizard running, a- <laughs> running away from these snakes, and this and it's a big chase scene with this dramatic music. I kid you not. <laughs> I, I kid you not. This it was like these men in these clubs were the snakes and me and Philip and Georgina were the lizard running. You will see what we mean. It's the perfect image if you watch it. The perfect visual to describe how we felt. And um, also because the snakes almost (laughs) nearly get the lizard and that's how it felt with this. Lots of the men were like looking at us. Normally I just see that used as a meme for deadlines creeping up on you but that that too. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> watch just look up planet earth 2 lizard snake scene you will get you will i mean you will enjoy lo- look how good we are last week we recommended you hannibal this and now planet, planet earth. earth really you don't only get recipes and traveling tips you also get good film and tv show tips exactly so. um so we left well we didn't leave we tried to get through and find somewhere nice we also happened to encounter two people who came up to us and were like, oh, we recognize you from the plane. <laughs> and we were like, wait, what? And they were like, we were sitting next to you, like behind you on the plane. And How we were like, even, you I don't, don't even know. look that crazy. That I know, that's the thing. You. I don't know what we were wearing. Well, clearly they recognized us as a group, mm. you know? Um, and they then, as they were leaving, were like, we knew you guys would come here. Well, they're nice, at least. They were nice. Yeah, they were friendly. They weren't like the men, <laughs> the predatory oh, men. No, they were quite friendly. And then they went off and we went off. Right. And then we were like, right, we're not going into any of these clubs because they're all a bit gross. Mm. So we just like grabbed some drinks somewhere and walked instead to kind of the beach part, like walked over to the edge of the beach where you can then like see the sea and everything. And that was a lot nicer and chill. However, Philip... <laughs> Clearly, I don't know how this happened, had drank too much and ended up, he was like, oh, I, I have like a tummy ache or something. He was like, I feel really nauseous. Threw up oh. on this beach stone place. <laughs> Me and Georgina were like, what? Like, we're not even that drunk. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how did you get that bad? And he ended up like throwing up. And maybe he just mixed too many things. Maybe. And then at this point, we were like, right, there's nothing more to do here. Let's like see if we can get home. Mm. On the way to Sitges, we've got a bus. There were no buses at this point. It was again around like 2 or 3 a.m. Perfect. So we were like, let's go to the train station. Classic. We looked up when the next train was coming. Not until 6, 6.30 a.m. Oh, we had to wait so around painful. for a good three hours. We were exhausted. I was so tired. And I told Georgina this. I was so tired to the point where I was hallucinating. <laughs> I was sitting by the train station and I was hallucinating 
that there was like a key on the floor that I had to pick up and it was like in a bag. So I reached down, picked it up and realised... What? For what? I don't know. And a I realised... your heart? A key for... I don't know. I reached down, picked it up and realised there was nothing there. <laughs> um, See, there's no key for your heart because you don't have a heart. Because I don't Woo! have a heart. Woo! <laughs> Lies. <laughs> I do have one. And no, I don't. So <laughs> that was that. Also at this point... <laughs> Sorry. Georgina, we don't know what happened, had had some reaction to maybe some makeup or something because her oh. eyes, her like eyelids and everything had swollen up. Oh. And she looked like, I don't even know what she looked like, but she basically had like these eyes and she looked like she was constantly squinting and she looked just slightly strange, to be honest. Oh, and so there was that as well. So there was Georgina's eyes, there was me hallucinating from tiredness, and there was Philip fucking vomiting all over the show. <laughs> and I remember me and Georgina at one point were like about to get on the train to get home. Like when it, when it got to like six, six thirty, we're about to get on the train and we were like, where's Philip? And we were waiting for ages. Eventually we see him come back. Eyes were a bit red and we were like, well, wh where were you? And he was like, I was TCing. <laughs> oh. And for anyone who doesn't know what this is, a TC is a tactical chunder. So he had basically gone to what he said was to the toilet. Um, but he had actually gone to Tactical Chunder, which was probably the best thing for him at this point. Mm. So that was oh, that. We got oh. on the train and mm. we made it back to Barcelona, uh, not too far from our flat. And then we were like, right, it's time to walk home. Me and Georgina were just chilling. It was really nice. We were just having a chat. Meanwhile, Philip was still vomiting <laughs> <laughs> most of the way home. So I, like the great person I am, oh. uh, I, I tried asking if he wanted any water, but I, I, I don't even think he was... He was barely conscious, to be honest. <laughs> well, he was conscious, but he was like too focused on the vomiting to, to answer. So I quickly went to this 24-hour store, got a bottle of water, bought it back and was like, just like sip this, like give, like just have some small sips, like exactly. it'll make you feel better, rehydrate you exactly. and obviously get the Which taste away a little bit. Really? Yeah. If you ever need to vomit and you're having too much, just rehydrate yourself with some exactly. water. Is the, Even if the you base. think you can't, keep trying it with water. Yeah. It's important. Small sips. Do exactly. small sips. Otherwise, your, your stomach won't take a massive gulp or anything. Um, so that happened. And then eventually we made it back to the flat and all went to sleep and it was all nice. Right. Then the next day, I think this was the last night. Um, me and Georgina were obviously super keen for it's the last night to go out. And the main place we wanted to go was this really famous club, as I mentioned earlier, called Opium. Again, great name. Great name. And it's Opium was in the, the kind of club central place. There was loads of mm -hmm. other clubs right. near there. It was the main party's club central place to go. So we decided to all go out, obviously. And me and Georgina were super keen. And we said to Philip, come on, let's do some pre's and let's go. Um, however, Philip decided that he was too ill oh. to go out on the last... The last night. I mean, how bad was he feeling, though? I don't think he was hungover. I, okay. I, I think he, maybe he was just super tired, which is yeah. fair enough. But I was also a bit like, it's the last night. Like, come on. Like, let's yeah. let's go. And it's opium, That's you know, which is super, <laughs> which is super famous. And I was, yeah, the, the club. <laughs> um, So we were super keen. And so I was kind of a bit like, mm. but, you know, obviously we weren't going to make him go out. So me and Georgina were like, right, let's go out by ourselves. So. By this point, there was just the two of us left. The last two left of the group. Yes, exactly. Um, which I kind of love, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. You know, we made it. Um, okay, so, <clears throat> so 
so we went to the club and opium is massive, super popular. Um, and because of that, obviously the drinks are even more expensive. So me and Georgina went in. Is the alcohol level still as high? Oh, as it's the still as high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's everywhere something. there, which is obviously something. Maybe that's why the price is so high. <laughs> me and Georgina went into the club and obviously we, we had a little bit of a dance first. It was such a cool club. Okay, by the way, they had a DJ there. I think Zed was there. <gasps> really? Yeah, Zed was performing. Oh. And we we oh, had wow. no idea until we got there. And we were like, oh my God, Zed is doing a set. <laughs> so that was a weird, <laughs> fun coincidence. Um, and by and at some point we were like, right, let's go get a drink at the bar. So we went to the bar. As I said, we had little money left. So we ordered a Red Bull vodka, as is the classic at, the, at this point. And we could not afford to get one each. So we were basically getting out all our change and trying to figure out if we had enough money to club together to get this one drink. We got all this change. We just about had enough coin to get this drink and share it. And we were like, just right. Just enough to enjoy the night. Exactly. So we got it and we shared this drink. All worked out really well. We often... It's just such a funny, like, that we could we had to club together to get this one drink in Barcelona. <laughs> At least it was strong enough to keep you both going. Exactly. We didn't get wasted, but, you know, it was just a bit of fun. And so we did this, had, like, a really good night, honestly. But the thing is, loads of guys at the club were trying to flirt with Georgina, oh, trying to, like, touch her, get with her. She is a very... She's... I love Georgina, and I think the thing is, she's, in a, very, she's a very attractive person, and I feel like sometimes people... Well, at clubs and stuff, well, obviously, you know, if they see someone attractive, they'll take this opportunity to try and get with them, which obviously didn't make... They are quick to assume something. Exactly. They're quick to assume, oh, yeah, like, I can get with whichever girl I want or something like that, which is obviously yeah. stupid and ridiculous. Um, and so Georgina was not comfortable with this, obviously. And so so she said to me, let's just, like, pretend we're a couple or Aww. whatever. So I was more than happy to do oh, that. that. So we held our hands, like, danced really close together, which was really fun. Oh, that just reminds me of New Year's Eve. A quick story. <sighs> yeah. Back in London, um, first New Year's Eve of uni, you, me, your ex, and Georgina went, your boyfriend at the time, went to a club together. And Georgina and me started dancing with a group of girls and we kind of became friends with them over the night. So many guys suddenly came on to us that we literally formed a group of defense. So we built one ring of girls and we started fending off guys that were coming around <coughs> us and we were sticking all together and literally pushing everyone away who was trying to come on to us because it was getting so scary that we were telling each other, right, let's defend each yeah. other and just stay among girls. So girls <laughs> defend other girls. Yeah, I mean, it's funny now. Obviously, yeah. this this is just more of like a general thing because obviously it happened in Barcelona with yeah. Georgina and it obviously happened to them again at New Year. It's not really okay. Exactly. So stop. Don't be a disgusting asshole when exactly. you go clubbing. Don't do Respect it. other people. Don't assume anything. Exactly. Don't assume anything. And just be respectful. Exactly. Because otherwise you suck. Really. Otherwise you really suck. I mean. Yeah. So just don't do it. Exactly. Um, yeah. So then she, so all these guys were flirting with her and like trying to get with her. And she didn't like it. And so we pretended we were a couple. And then by the end of the night when we decided to leave, we were leaving the club holding hands, still going along with this charade. And this guy congratulated me on the way out, oh which was sort of funny. Me and Georgina found it funny. Because he was congratulating me basically for getting with Georgina. How fucking disrespectful, Kendall. So well, on the one hand, me and Georgina were like, ha ha ha. But on the other hand, I was just a bit like, wow. <laughs> why are you congratulating me for apparently getting with someone? I mean, it's just weird. 
it's, it's just disrespectful. It's, it's awful. Just, yeah. Misogynistic. So don't do it, kids. Don't God. do it. Okay. And then the rest of the trip, like making it home and everything, was absolutely fine. Wow. There was nothing else bad happened. So that was enough for one trip. So, so that was enough for one trip. Let me interview you for the traveling trip. Amazing. Try. Yes. Time for some recommendations. Amazing. Would you want to start off with clubs? Yes, I would love to. Please. <laughs> okay, so I'll start off with a couple that I've talked about. Otto Zutz. So this was the first club that we went to, as I said. It was really big, played really good music. Um, I'm pretty sure it didn't actually even cost anything to get in. Oh, it really? was free to get in. Oh, wow. The drink prices were okay. They were reasonable. Okay. Um so I would recommend going there. There was a balcony mm. as well, like Ooh. so you can look over into the club. That was really fun. It was a Maybe really good Maybe don't go there when you're too drunk. Just no. a fair warning. I mean, it's a tall balcony. You wouldn't fall off. But okay. still, be careful. Yeah. Um, and so Otto Zutz is a fairly central club. Um, it was quite near our flat, so kind of central Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Another club, as I said before, is Opium. This mm-hmm. one is more expensive. It's also more of a big deal. So it's normally quite busy. Um, it might be hard to get into. Me and Georgina made it in because of um, basically club reps gave us tickets previously on the beach. I'll explain a bit more about that later. Um, but the drink, yeah, the drink price in opium expensive, but it's such a good club. So worth it. Massive. That's in the club part, the main club part of Barcelona, where all, where more of the action happens. Right. Speaking of beaches. Please tell us some about something about beaches. Yes, I will. <laughs> so the beach that we went to was uh, Barceloneta. So this was near the Barceloneta metro stop, mm-hmm. which is quite easy to get to. The beach is maybe about a 10-minute walk from the metro. The beach is really long. I think because it's the main beach in Barcelona, it is fairly touristy. Um, so just be right. warned about that. It can get really busy. The sand is really nice. The sea is really... <laughs> well, sometimes you get like shitty looking sand. No, <laughs> this was really nice. Sand it, it was good quality sand. <laughs> and the sea was really nice temperature. Oh. And of course, as I said before, they would people would come around on the beach being, you know, offering to sell mojitos, which to be oh. fair, oh, nice. to be fair, were really cold and refreshing and just exactly what you need. What a great idea. On really. a hot day. A great idea. And not even too expensive. Um, I think they were maybe around like eight euros, which between two people, so we shared, like me and Georgina shared one, is only four euros each. So that's that's not that bad. Um, Also, on the subject of the beaches, lots of travel and club reps will come round. So basically what these people do is they come around offering you, you know, offers for clubs um, and like group tickets to come with them, like on their tourist club tours around the different clubs. We at first were a bit apprehensive and a bit like, oh, like, is this a scam? Something like that. But then we did end up getting one, which is how me and Georgina went into Opium. And they basically give you a wristband and then you can go. You don't have to go to obviously every club with them, but it's quite useful because you can get into the club with them. You can skip the queues. You get in for free to each club and you get like discounts on drinks and stuff like that. So obviously be careful with the club and travel reps. But also ask them more about it find out more yeah. about it because it may be the right choice for you to save some money as well right. cool right any other cool places you would like yeah to tell us about? i have one more place to recommend which is okay. park guel right. so this i think all four of us actually went to uh before one of us got flown home yeah. was yeah park guel so this was a absolutely massive beautiful park again quite central barcelona and there was palm trees. There was like massive displays. You're painting such a nice picture. I know, it's so nice. It looked so exotic. Um, the picture actually that I have posted on Instagram is going to be from, it's from this uh, area. So you'll see exactly what it looks like. There's views of the whole park. Um, 
And it's just really nice, especially on a hot day, all the colors like the green, the orange, the browns, all the different colors in the park were really, really nice. Amazing. And then what is the city like in general? Give us an idea for anyone who hasn't been to Barcelona before. Yeah. So the city in general is, it's really amazing. Um, it's, it does look like quite a normal, Euro like, um, well, in my opinion, uh, a fairly typical European city. It's filled with um, buildings, like quite high up buildings, kind of similar to London or uh, Paris or something like that. The I'd say the main difference is that I mean, round every corner, you can smell weed. <laughs> I mean, more so than Amsterdam. Um, <laughs> more than in London. More than anywhere, honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah, literally, I've never smelt weed so much. Um, <laughs> so you can smell that everywhere. But also, um, it's full of beaches, which is amazing, obviously, if you're a big fan of beaches. There are uh, some cultural places to go, which I can't give you any personal experience <laughs> of because I we didn't go to any on this trip. Um, maybe next time. But maybe next time. But yeah, the vibe is really good. It's not particularly a risky place. Obviously, depends where you go. Right. As every city does. As every city does. Right. So that concludes the second episode that concludes of Traveling X. Episode two. Well, story number two of the Traveling X. Thank you so much for sticking around if you made it this far. Exactly. Should I give a little preview and of next week? Yeah, Maria's going to give you a little preview of episode three. Wait. Tell us all about it. Right. In episode three, we are going to New York City, baby. Woo! Woo! America. Which literally was on both of our buckets lists. Probably Oof. the first one, the highest ever. The highest, so yeah. So it was amazing going there. We have some fun stories. It all kind of goes downhill. <laughs> There's a the couple of very end. downhill things that happened at but the end. But we have one quite particularly fun bar story, which I can tell. Yeah. Which I'm kind of proud of. So <laughs> yeah. tune in again next week and exactly. we see you then. And just before we go, there's a couple of things we would like to tell you and make you aware of. And the first one, the top one, is that we have officially made a Traveling Eggs account for your emails. So if you have any so traveling disaster stories or any questions or anything like that, feel free to send them to our email address, which is travelingeggspodcast at gmail.com. Right. Just to spell that out for you. Go. It's T-R-A-V-E-L-L-I-N-G-E-G-G-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com exactly. so feel free to send your stories please do please do and please if you want to feel free to follow us on social media where exactly. we'll be posting a bit more about each thing um telling you a bit in advance what you know what which country each episode is going to be about we'll do some fun posts do some fun posts so visit us yeah visit us my instagram handle is ferg underscore steel that's f-e-r-g underscore s-t Double E L E. And mine is that tattooed B witch, which is a bit more complicated, <laughs> but you can just find me tagged in any pictures or anything that my dear Fergus posts. <laughs> so you can just find me over there. Yeah. It's probably easier. Find Marie on my page. It will be easier. Follow us both. Exactly. Have a little look. We have some more travel pictures on there. Exactly. And for now, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Woo. Woo.